I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to 20s Are Hard, our fortnightly podcast on surviving our 20s. It's a bit of a weird one right now, isn't it, really? <laughs> How are you doing? Um, yeah, I mean, it's very interesting at the moment. So much has changed since we last recorded um, in both of our countries, in the whole world, really, let's be honest. Um, yeah. It's been, I don't know, I have to acknowledge, obviously, it's great that I'm able to work from home, but it's been very weird spending the entire week not leaving the house. Um, yeah. We went away this weekend because my parents are still here. So that was really nice. We went into the middle of nowhere in the Yarra Valley and it was actually such a relief to not have the news or anything or like signal wasn't great. Didn't check the news, didn't have the TV on. And it was such a relief to just have a bit of a break from all things coronavirus related. Um, how's it been over there? Um, It's weird. So we're currently in a phase of social distancing so we've just shut all of our pubs and restaurants and stuff like that but I think the British public might not be taking social distancing as seriously as I think we all need to um so that's quite scary and obviously it means that none of us really know when it's to see our family and friends like I have no idea when I'm next going to see Alex because of course he doesn't live with me um and he's front line so that's really scary so yeah. it all just feels very uncertain and I think the thing that's become so apparent to me is how like it just dominates every conversation you have because I don't know about you guys but we can't really do anything like we're not allowed to be within two meters of people we don't live with so it makes it really difficult to even like speak like not speak to you but like you, you can't catch up with anyone and I never realized how much um I got out of like that social element of just like seeing people on the train and working in an office and all that kind of thing so it's definitely taught me a lot in the past couple of weeks oh yeah absolutely we've had our social distancing is four um four square meters so basically two by two oh my God. is how far we have to stand from everyone I'm like why would you say that why would you not just say it's two meters I feel like no one wants to do the math in their head I don't know <laughs> that's very lazy of me um but yeah it's so Weird. I actually had to go into work on Wednesday for a meeting. This was before they enforced the shutdown. Like we're going into lockdown this week, I believe, um, and they've closed the state borders. But I went in on Wednesday and I didn't even take public transport because I thought I just don't want to. I can walk into the city in 35 minutes. So I thought it's a good bit of exercise and some fresh air. And the city was dead. I saw the trams going past. No one was on them anyway. I needn't have worried about it. But um, it's it's just such a I don't know Australia's still not perfect I was walking out last night there were still people in bars and restaurants but I guess that's why they're kind of taking these new steps this week to shut down and keep everyone indoors because people aren't listening which is baffling to me I know that's the thing I can't get my head around but I'm hoping I'm just keeping hope that actually a lot of the people I follow online and a lot of the people who I talk to online they are taking it seriously and I'm hoping that they're representative of the majority of people and I have seen some real outpourings of kindness yeah and I'm just trying to hold on to that like all the kids on the estate I live in so many of them and apparently this is actually a thing but so many of them have drawn rainbows and written stuff like stay home stay safe this will be okay and stuck them in their bedroom windows oh that's so, so cute we've been it's honestly it's lifted my spirits so because we can still go outside we've been going for like evening walks so that we avoid everyone else 
Um, and obviously if we see other people, we cross the road and all that kind of thing. But just seeing the little signs in the windows has lifted my spirits so much because it's just it's just the sweetest thing. And I'm like, okay, this is beyond crap. Let's be honest. Like we could never have predicted this even two weeks ago when we recorded the last episode, let alone at the start of the year. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of knocked the wind out of all of ourselves, I think. But there have been so many examples of really lovely gestures and outpourings of kindness. That's what I'm trying to hold on to. And just hope that in a few weeks or months, maybe we can lift some of this. And maybe like, even, even if it's just like, oh, you can go to see a friend if you're both not showing symptoms or whatever. Like, maybe we can start to see people again. So yeah. I'm trying to be hopeful. Yeah, I've actually been really impressed. Obviously, I follow a lot of travel bloggers and travel Instagrammers um, online. And I have been so, so impressed because... I see people left, right and centre not following social distancing rules. And I'd say pretty much everyone that I follow online who I interact with and talk to, they've cancelled trips, they've come home, they've they've just yeah. said it's our responsibility right now to stay inside, stay where we are, like we will be able to travel again in the future, like this is just not the time to do so. And I think, God, to, to have said that, especially when it's their livelihoods for a lot of those people, that is their job. I think it's a very big thing to do to stand up and say that. And I, I wish I was seeing a bit more of it in kind of the general population, but it has been really refreshing to see it so much on my social media, like on the newsfeed. Definitely. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like if we play by the rules now, this can be temporary. And I was speaking to my gran last week and she was just so like, she's 90 and she's so matter of fact, she's like, Charlotte, we've got through wars. We will get through this, but we just have to be patient, play by the rules and like keep hope and it will get better. It's not forever. And it just, for me, it put so much into perspective and I just thought she is right, but it requires all of us. And I think that's a frustrating thing that that's definitely the thing I found hardest is when I'm like, right, I won't see anyone for weeks or possibly months. And then I see on my timeline, someone's like created their own pub in their house because now we've shut the pubs. And I'm like, oh my oh God, like <laughs> give me strength. But um, yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we just adjust to this new normal sooner rather than later. Well, we're going to have to. Like it's, yeah. it's going to hit people sooner or later on unfortunately for some people it's going to take them having a close call and maybe it being close to home which isn't nice to think about but no one's happy about a lockdown here but I think it's a step that they need to take to make people realize yeah. that that's the quickest way for this whole situation to improve I mean look at China I, I mean I haven't looked at the report for today but yesterday they'd recorded the third consecutive day with no um, local transmissions that's amazing see it's possible I think that's what we've got to remember like it is possible we just have to play by the rules yeah exactly and I think there's an example of it already kind of working and people are starting to not get back to normal in China but they're they've, they've come out of lockdown like it's possible just play by the rules for now yeah I think that's the thing like social distancing is known to have worked like it worked in Mexico City when there was a the huge flu outbreak there a few like I think it was last decade it worked for the Spanish influenza like yeah. it is the best way to control a pandemic social distancing like it's not something brand new that people are trying like it is a tried and tested way that really does work so I think we always need to have a bit of faith in it stick to it and 
just be grateful to all of the frontline workers, whether you're in the healthcare services, whether you're in, whether you're a driver, whether you're in a supermarket, whatever you're doing as an essential service, like just be so grateful to those people because they can't protect themselves in the way that the rest of us can, which is why it's doubly important that we do and we play our part. Yeah, and be nice to them as well. Like, oh my gosh, please. Yeah. The amount of people that I've seen or videos online of people abusing supermarket workers and demanding tests. I'm like, don't you think that everyone is stressed and under pressure right now? Like you shouting is not going to get yeah. you a sanitizer or a box of tissues. Like, I'm sorry, no. calm down. Like the world has not run out of supplies. You're fine. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's our corona chat i think here on out we're just going to play it by ear because we're not experts we can only talk about what we're experiencing at the time and hopefully it won't feel as kind of bleak as it does right now but i think we in the past we've like obviously tried to like the big scary things that have been going on like brexit and elections like we've always tried to keep those off the podcast that's not what this space is about but i don't think we can not talk about coronavirus because it's affecting every single one of us and I think all of us feel pretty much the same like uncertain scared and a bit crap yeah I think it's gonna it's be it's gonna be unavoidable we will talk about it when we have a little catch-up on the podcast because if you're catching up and you've not left your house for a week then uh you're a little bit limited (laughs) on what you can catch up on but you know self-isolating quarantine lockdown it is everyone's reality or it's going to be everyone's reality and it would be silly of us to not acknowledge it on the podcast but we hope that chatting about it just normalizing talking about the ups and downs of it probably over the next few episodes at least um (laughs) that it'll be helpful and also then we can bring a little bit of positivity and normality with our usual episode topics as well exactly exactly so should we move on to recommendations so i feel like people are going to need them this fortnight (laughs) yes absolutely um do you want to kick it off with one of yours first cool okay so my first one is um, a youtube channel called bon appetit some of you will probably be familiar with it some of you might not be it is wonderful it's just my brand new happy place it's essentially um the youtube channel of the bon appetit magazine and they film videos in their test kitchen and they have different kind of, I guess, presenters who have their own series. So there's like Gourmet Makes with Claire and she takes something like a Starburst and tries to recreate it in a regular kitchen. Um, and then there's this like one called It's Alive with Brad and he looks at stuff like sourdough and kombucha and stuff like that. Oh, cool. You've got Chris who does his super tasting. So he can, he has like heightened sense of taste, um, which I didn't even know his thing. It's so I cool. <laughs> it's so cool. Um, so he basically recreates dishes by only smelling, touching and tasting them. So we can't see them. Um, so it's, yeah, it's mad. So there's so much on there, but it is just such a happy, lovely, like friendly place to be. Um, and we've been binge watching so many episodes and it's just brought a smile to our faces. It's made me definitely think that I am some sort of amazing chef. Um, <laughs> I literally watched it once and was like fancying myself as some great pasta maker when I did my pasta bake the other night (laughs) but it's so much fun and I feel a real affinity with Claire anyone who watches it will and then knows me will probably be like yeah she's a real Claire um so I would highly recommend that and I think you would love it I think you'd really like gourmet makes but I think you'd love the um super tasting ones as well 
Yeah, I've never even heard of this before. I'm going to have to check that out. I'm like, I haven't even heard of the magazine. Maybe I've been living under a rock. I'm not the most foodie person ever. But so I, I heard of it via Anna Newton, um, because she's obsessed with it. And then I mentioned it to my housemate, and he was like, "Oh my god, I'm obsessed with it. Let's watch it all now that we're all self isolating." And yeah, that's our treat at the end of the working day. That's our treat to sit down and watch some Bon Appetit. <laughs> oh, nice. I will. Well, I'll give it a watch with all the free time that I currently have. I would recommend. I'll um, send you some links to my favourite episodes. Well, in relation to that, my first recommendation is actually a recipe, which I think is the first time I've ever recommended a recipe on this podcast. Um, I might be wrong. If anyone remembers a pod- an episode where I've recommended a recipe before, I'm sorry. Oh, you gave me the brownie recipe. Yeah, but did I do that on here? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, this one is... I can't even remember how I came across it. It's on mealime.com um and I will leave it linked but I made it because my various odd dietary things that I can and cannot eat um I can't have burritos because the wraps uh the burrito bit um makes me feel unwell and so I found this recipe and I've made it for Taylor a few times and then since my parents have been here and we've obviously not been going out to restaurants I cooked it for them in their Airbnb the other day and they were basically amazed that I could cook. Um, <laughs> so it's a roasted cauliflower black bean burrito bowl with um, lime rice. And it is the nicest. It's basically a deconstructed burrito in a bowl. And it's one of those meals that you eat and you feel full afterwards, but you don't feel uncomfortable or like you've got a weight in your stomach. Um it's really, really easy. So you just use a base of um, rice. So I use jasmine rice, but you can use anything. And you've got black beans, you cook the cauliflower, you roast it in the oven with a bunch of um, spices that you probably have in the kitchen. I had them all, which was a miracle to me as well. Um, And then you just add some corn. I just use it out of a tin, Um, some tomato, some avocado or guac if you want it. Um, And it's so easy to throw together and it tastes amazing. It's probably the nicest thing that I've ever put together. So yeah, I will leave it linked. It's a really, really nice recipe and really filling as well. It's kind of feels good for the warm weather or you could make it more stodgy and warming for cooler weather as well. That sounds right up my street. I need to try that. Literally all of my favourite things right there. Mexican food, cauliflower, rice, like literally all of my favourite things. Well, you cook the rice in like a... The, the water you put a stock cube in it and it oh, is nice. really really nice and I start putting butter in with jasmine rice that's my new favorite or not butter but like marge or whatever um yeah and I start putting a spoonful of that into the water when I'm cooking rice and a teeny bit of garlic oh my god I actually feel like I'm a, a professional chef because it tastes so nice obviously I'm gonna try that but it's really really nice yeah um Ooh, so yeah that sounds really nice amazing recipe. um what's your second recommendation So um, this is something that I feel like everyone in the UK, at least, is really jumping on in this whole self-isolation thing. And I found out about it through work. And so I downloaded it. And honestly, it has made this whole process that little bit easier. It's called House Party. It's an app. You download it. And it's basically video chatting. But you can have up to eight people in one call. And then you can play games. So you, like, join in with someone. And you enter a room and then you can lock that room so like no one else can come in Um, or you can keep it open like other friends can wander in. Like if you're at at an actual house party, 
but you can play games so you can play like heads up and then there's a very tame version of cards against humanity <laughs> which can't like it's it's so tame it, it yeah i it's not the best one on there um and then there's like a pub quiz function so you can do like trivia things between you and then they've got a pictionary one as well and it just breaks up the day a bit so like I'm logged in constantly but you can get notifications if like your friends like are around and then you can join a room together and it's just like another way to just stay in touch and it feels a lot less that you don't need to plan it as much as like actually putting in a FaceTime or something like that yeah Um, that's really cool yeah I know that my dad has been using it for work stuff so like they've been using it as like a social thing there um and we've been using it like with different friends and stuff like that and you can have like a glass of wine together you can still have your pub quiz but you're at home and you're not in a pub and it's really made a difference I would highly recommend downloading it um to anyone who's kind of feel kind of feeling a bit lonely and a bit lost and not as social yeah I need to download that definitely I haven't got it yet get on it it's amazing you'll love it um my second recommendation is also related to how you can spend your time if you're stuck indoors and finding that you need something to entertain yourself and it is scribed and they are an online um resource platform they have books non-fiction fiction um kind of guides magazines essays articles anything you can possibly think of they've got audiobooks ebooks millions and millions it's basically like an online bookshop and they have announced that they will be giving completely free access for 30 days to their entire catalogue. And there's none of that, you know, how you have to put in a credit card and remember to cancel it. So you just use the free tar- You don't need a credit card. You don't need to put in any payment details. They've just announced that because people are having to stay close to home to reduce the risk of spreading the virus, access to books and information is more important than ever before. So for the next month, we'll be making the entire library available to anyone for free for 30 days. So I think that's amazing. I have so many books I want to read, audiobooks that I want to listen to. And I think more people need to be talking about this because it's an amazing resource that they're making completely accessible to anyone um, without any tie-in at the end, which is always what bugs me about things like that um that sounds amazing yeah they've it's a very specific link because if you go to their website they have a normal kind of free 30 days but you have to put in a credit card detail exception the link to get it completely free and not have to put in those credit card details is in their um instagram bio so we will link that one specifically um and it takes you to a separate page on their website but yeah definitely recommend checking them out i've been really impressed by it I love that idea. I'm going to definitely sign up because I feel like that's the one thing I really want to do in this time is just read a bit more because I don't think I'm alone in, um, although I've got like a lot of friends online, a lot of people I chat to regularly and that's really lovely. Just having that constant stream of everyone being in the same boat and people like see just seeing people out and about in groups of like 10 people, it's really stressful. Yeah. So I'm trying to find things I can do that just aren't online. Yeah. No, I... I've always enjoyed reading. It's like a bit of an escape, isn't it? If you're really into yeah. a good book and just for a little while, you're not thinking about anything else. You're just in that story or whatever it is, whether it's nonfiction, autobiography or fiction. And I think that's it's a really important thing to be able to enjoy right now. Definitely. 
But with that, should we move on to this week's topic? So this week we decided that it would be a pretty good idea to talk about maintaining a positive attitude because generally speaking, I feel like we're both quite positive people and we've definitely got a lot better over the past couple of years of turning a maybe negative situation or a more challenging situation on its head and approaching it with a more positive mindset. But I think we can both agree that the past couple of weeks have been really challenging and we're definitely not the only ones struggling with maintaining that positive mental attitude. Yeah. So we thought if we discuss it today, it might A, be selfishly really helpful for the two of us, but also really helpful for anyone else who's in the same boat as us, where it's just, it's getting a bit much. Like there are going to be times over the next few months where we feel fine and we feel really happy and grateful, but there's going to be times where we're really tested. So we just thought this would be a really nice thing to discuss and nice to have to go back to if later down the line, it's all feeling a little bit negative and a bit too much. Yeah, definitely. I think the really important thing to remember through all of this is that we're all in the same boat and it's completely fine if you're feeling a little bit rubbish because quite frankly, it is unprecedented and none of us have ever had to go through anything like this before. But finding those small things in your day to day to really appreciate and enjoy and reaching out to people or starting a new hobby, whatever it is, there are ways that we can hopefully support each other and also try and maintain a bit more of a positive outlook when things are feeling a little bit difficult at the moment. Yeah so we're going to take you through some of the things we tend to do and how we reframe stuff in our mind and if any of you have any suggestions big or small please do share them with us because I just think that the more we can all spread the positivity and share our own tips even if you think it feels really obvious it makes such a difference. Yeah so the first thing I think that's I say easy to do it's not that easy but it's something that you can do and integrate into your day every morning or every evening whenever it helps you and I think it's really important for us all to get out of our head and stop catastrophizing and worrying about scenarios that we don't know what's going to happen with this we have no idea where it's going to go and how long we might have to self-isolate or stay indoors but I think the important thing is to get out of your own head Uh, really take the time to just sit and breathe and think about the small things and the things that you're grateful for or the things that have gone well in your day. Just for a moment, forget about everything that's possibly going to happen or possibly might not happen. Um, And just really focus on calming yourself down, taking a deep breath and just focusing on those small things, which you've probably not had the time to sit and appreciate before and it is nice to be able to appreciate those small things in your day whether it's a a task that you've been meaning to complete for a while or a nice video call you've had with a friend just really take the time to think and appreciate those at the end of each day and sort of reframe how you're looking at your day in the current environment definitely like we've both started so uh, every night before I go to bed I call Alex Um, but in the past couple of weeks what we've been doing is sharing three things we're grateful for each day And it's just really helpful in reframing that exact thing of you just said, like reframing what your day has been, because it is stressful, it is scary, it is like, even in like regular life, if we forget about all the pandemic stuff, like in your day to day life, if you have a rough day at work, or, you know, maybe you're going through a rough time for whatever reason in your life, sitting down and just working out what you're grateful for, even if it's really, really small, 
can make such a difference in improving your mood. And we've both said that when we sit there and go, okay, I'm grateful for the fact it was sunny today. I'm grateful for the fact that, um, I don't know, like I was able to pop to the shop and I could get some eggs or whatever it is. It definitely just helps to like shift your mindset. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the thing. It's Yes, this is very unprecedented, but taking those steps to just change how you're thinking about your day is is going to help with bringing a more positive outlook to life at the moment. Definitely. And also that's not exactly like a bad trait to have in life generally. Like if you can flex that muscle of gratitude, because ultimately anyone who's listening to this podcast has something to be grateful for because we're in a situation where a we can record it and you can listen to it yeah so I think there's always and yes I I completely appreciate that life is tough and scary and horrible and sometimes you might not feel like you have anything to be grateful for because I've definitely been in that mindset before um but generally speaking there will always be something and if you can try and focus on that I just think it gives you so much hope yeah I think even I mean, especially in situations like now, I realise how grateful I am that I have somewhere to live and I have a roof over my head. I actually have a space to self-isolate in that I can be safe and comfortable in. And for a lot of people, they that isn't their reality. And I think it is going back to those bare bones if you need to and realise that, yes, this situation is far from ideal, but we all have a lot to be grateful for and appreciate that we can fortunately spend this time in relative comfort. Definitely. And I think in relation to getting out of your own head, I think it's really important to schedule your day if you are at home for days on end. Schedule your day so you're not just stewing in your own thoughts. Like Keep busy, whether that's just scheduling in your shower, doing a bit of a workout, then doing some work, or even spending some time reading a book. Don't just sit and stew and think over all the possible because again that's not going to help with your mental well-being with your positive attitude I think it's important to like you would in normal day-to-day the advice just keep busy yes the space you can keep busy in is a little bit smaller now (laughs) but keeping busy is still really important definitely for me personally so it's Sunday night currently when we're recording this for me and Monday morning for Heli Um, and on Friday night like kind of end of the working week I felt fine I was like yeah great and then around about nine o'clock it suddenly dawned on me that I had nothing for the weekend like nothing planned in and that's when it root like my like um outlook was suddenly a lot less positive but as soon as I sat down I was like right okay so Sunday I'm gonna have a nice lie-in and then I'm gonna maybe call someone in the afternoon I'm gonna go for a walk in the evening I'm gonna wash my hair like it sounds silly but just having those little things to do just broke the day up more yeah, absolutely. And I was, I mean, obviously I've been working from home, but last week, I think Wednesday or Thursday, I had such a busy day at work. I was just like, I've not left the house all day. I feel like rubbish. I thought, no, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go for a walk around the park, look at the dogs in the dog park. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to do a face mask. And I've not done a face mask in ages, but I was really looking forward to it. And it was nice to go out for a walk, get some fresh air while still being safe. And then come back and reward myself with a, with a face mask after having been cooped up in the house for three or four days consecutively. I think create those little moments of kind of enjoyment for you to look forward to and schedule them into your day. Why not? Definitely. I think the other thing that I've found really beneficial in all of this and just generally when things aren't going well is just trying to see the silver linings. 
and I appreciate how difficult that can be. But even things like, um, I've seen a lot this week in the news that the canals in Venice are now clear. So they have swans and dolphins in them, which is the first time in decades that that's happened. Yeah. And the environmental impact, there just being virtually no flights has had such, like, it's just so positive on the planet. Yeah, the air quality improvement in China has been insane. Yeah. And it's that kind of thing of like, no, there are not great things about this and it's scary and all of those kinds of things. But actually, if we can find any silver linings, it's just that way to find hope. Like, personally, I'm now not paying for a commute because I have to work from home. And my first thought was, oh, God, I'm not going to see anyone. But then I thought, okay, well, instead of paying for my commute, that's a few hundred pounds a month I can actually save. So that means that maybe I'll be able to afford a trip when all this is over and it's safe to do so. Or it goes towards me and Alex hopefully still being able to move. And you just have to find the positives like that because I find that sometimes I can just get really caught up. I think as someone who naturally holds a grudge quite easily, I can sometimes (laughs) get quite, I can always hold a grudge against the situation and almost not even begin to acknowledge there's anything positive in it. And I'm like, right, no, we've got to try and find some positives here because this could go on for a long time. The other one I found is like, I've always said I would love a job where I'm working from home. And I'm like, okay, then this is a perfect test run. Okay, granted, if I work from home in a normal environment, I'd be allowed to go out on the weekends and in the evenings. But in terms of like structuring my day, like keeping myself accountable, this is a really good test. So let's see this as a positive way to dry run something like that. Yeah, I was saying the same. I've always wanted to have a job that I can work from home or work from home. And I'm like, well, now that's happening and <laughs> got to just embrace it. And it was actually really nice. Uh, um, my boss sent out an email earlier this week and it was just like a reminder to the team it was like all of you have got an hour to two hours back in your day from your commute it's like use that time wisely do not roll out of bed at 10 to 9 before you need to log in do not spend that time scrolling on your phone he was like go and buy some lunch from the local shop on uh, go buy some breakfast from the local shop on the corner go out for a walk do some morning yoga spend time with your kids do a workout like whatever it is you've just got one to three hours back in your day you should see that as a huge huge win to do the things that you always complained you couldn't do before so please use this time use it wisely and I was like what a nice email to send to your team and remind people that they have that extra time to do what they want now rather than sitting on your commute and staring blankly at a hundred other strangers around you that's so true yeah, and it was such a nice reminder. And he was like, if you've got kids, enjoy walking them to school. Obviously, the schools are closing. But if you have kids, yeah, spend that extra time with them before you need to log in for work. Yeah, you have an extra hour to spend with your family or with your housemate or doing a workout. That's It's such a great way to reframe having that spare bit of time. And I think more people should definitely be acknowledging that as well. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? That's the perfect silver lining. I think that's really true, though. Like, especially that's what I felt the first day when I realized I was working from home indefinitely. I was like, oh, I can lie in. And then I was like, okay, but for the past, what, five, six years, I've been complaining, like, oh, if I didn't have four hours of commuting every day, I'd write a load of blog posts. I'd be so fit. And I was like, okay, well, actually, then. Now's the time. (laughs) Yeah, now I keep myself accountable to that. And no, I. I don't feel like it every day because this is a really weird situation it isn't normal life but if I can do that a couple of days a week 
yeah it's better than not trying yeah exactly and I think along the same vein all those small tasks that you have been putting off for months and weeks and maybe even years now you have that free time to do them even if that is sorting through your underwear drawer or having a clear out of that drawer in your kitchen that's full of rubbish and stuff you don't really know where it belongs like whatever it is those weird little tasks that you keep putting off because you haven't got time now is the time to do them and then correct congratulate yourself for doing them because that's a win that's something you've had on your mental to-do list forever so in terms of being positive just look at that as a big win that you've been you finally got something done that you've been intending to do for maybe quite a while yeah I think that's a really good way of looking at it as well like we've already reorganized our um spices cupboard and our cupboard of tins and stock cubes (laughs) and we've worked out the most efficient way to stack our dishwasher and we're going to do the tupperware cupboard this week and yes let's be honest it's boring as hell but they're jobs that i'm not going to want to do if suddenly they go oh you're allowed to like see people again i'm not going to start thinking oh well now's the time to organize my sock drawer (laughs) i'm going to be seeing people so just doing those little tasks that otherwise are so mundane and boring. At least you're doing something with your time. And I feel like it goes back really nicely to that idea of like scheduling your day. Yeah. Because if all you're going to do otherwise is scroll social media and be anxious and get into your own head, if you're going to feel like shit, at least do something productive while you're feeling like shit if you can. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, speaking of social media as well, I think a really key thing here for maintaining that positivity is get off your phone. Stop. Like I'm not saying go and hide under a rock. Obviously, you should keep informed with the news. But I felt so anxious and stressed last week because I was waking up and watching the news every morning. Every morning I wake up and the BBC breaking news notifications have come through in the night from the UK. So I can see what's happening in the UK. Then I wake up to what's happening in Australia. And it was just like a cycle of anxiety every single day. And then we went to this remote place out in the country for the weekend. And I didn't look at the news and we didn't turn on the TV and I felt such a relief. And I think everything is dominated by coronavirus talk right now. And if like me, and I know a lot of people are, you're feeling anxious and overwhelmed by it, just switch it off. You don't, you know what's happening. If you need to update yourself once a day, then yeah, watch the news or have a quick check of whatever news app you use. But then don't look again for the rest of the day. Like, it's it's just not necessary to be consuming information about the situation every second of the day. It's not healthy and it doesn't help you be positive at all. I think it's good to maybe just even schedule in the time to just not look at the news or your phone or whatever for, I don't know, three hours in a day, just so you can have that switch off time. Maybe more if you can. So last week, kind of at the start of last week, I was feeling so overwhelmed by all the information. And then midway through the week, the UK government announced that there'd be a um, news conference every evening with the Prime Minister. They'd be broadcast live. And I just thought, well, the most important things are going to be said in that broadcast. That's why they're doing the broadcast daily. I'm just not going to watch the news. I'm not going to go on any news apps. I'm not going to go on the news feed on my phone. I'm going to distance myself from social media because I only need to hear what they're saying in that. And this is one thing my grand said to me the other night when I spoke to her. She was like, when we were in the war or when we've been in any other crisis, um, you only had one update a day and that was enough and that's all you needed. Whereas now is every second of every day and that's not always useful. Yeah. So 
I've taken her advice and instead I'm just tuning into the um, news bulletin at the end of the day and then I've gone through my social media feed and if I know people are not practicing social distancing they're blocked because I don't need it like I don't need to invite that into my world so I now know that when I go into my feed it's a bit more positive and I'm just actively avoiding all the rest of the news and I cannot tell you the difference it has made I feel so much calmer yeah. and so much more in control of what I'm consuming yeah doesn't it feel so like after this weekend I'm going to implement it fully because we have the same we have an update at 11 a.m every morning like right I will find out what the prime minister has said from that and then no more news notifications for me I will just carry on with what I need to do for the rest of the day and the same if another benefit has come from this I'm having a massive clear out of my followers on Instagram and it's very cathartic to be getting rid of those people who aren't following social distancing and who are quite frankly just well anyway it's for another time they're not on your wavelength are they if they don't agree with you on something as big as this they're probably actually not the kind of people you want in your life generally yeah I don't want to see it on my feed that's that's not what I'm going on to Instagram to see I want it to be a positive space and exactly so yeah I think that's a great way to maintain that positivity if you can have a bit of a uh a news kind of cleanse during the day is a nice way to do that definitely I think my other big thing would be still stay in touch with people like whether it's facetiming whether it's on the house party app whether it's just texting people I've definitely been so much more conscious of calling people around me in the past couple of weeks and like this morning within the space for I think an hour like my dad randomly facetimed me and he never does that and that was a really lovely surprise and then my gran called me um and then I called my aunt and I was like actually I would never normally do that on a Sunday and there's absolutely no reason why I shouldn't because yeah every it would still be nice to speak to these people and that kind of hour of just having a really quick like 10 minutes talking to people made me feel so much better because I just didn't feel as alone and I think if you can still find ways to chat with people and especially if um you can like have video chats as well because I know not everyone loves them and it's a bit of like a controversial thing isn't it when you're on a conference call whether or not someone puts their video on (laughs) I'm trying to have it where I put it on because actually in the calls where someone has their video on I end that call feeling much more positive than just a call with audio and I think it's just that other human interaction of seeing how someone reacts what you're saying especially for someone like me who gesticulates a lot like right now I'm waving my arms around as I'm speaking (laughs) so I think when when you're then um, actually doing that on a conference call, I actually feel that you're a bit more with people and you're more on the same page. Yeah, I think exactly that. Now more than ever is the time to reach out and keep in contact with people, whether that's friends, family, or even like, I'm seeing all these lovely stories of people putting a note under their neighbour's doors in their apartment block or on their street and just saying, if you need help with anything. I think even, I know you're not interacting with people, but that's still that you're not directly talking to that person, but that's still a human interaction. It's a gesture. And I think for that person, especially if it's an elderly person who you've reached out to and made contact with, that's going to make them feel much less lonely in the same way that us having a video call with our friends makes us feel much less lonely. And like you said, I spoke on the phone to both my grandmas last night and I've, I've only done that since I've been, I mean, I've texted them and I've emailed them, but I've only spoken to them since since I've been here at Christmas and then again yesterday evening and it was so so nice to do that and I think even pop it in your diary I do this I have it in my diary to remind me to 
text and call people because I do want to stay in contact with them. And that sounds like it's maybe a bit extreme. But I think if you've got those family members that you maybe don't talk to as much or you don't kind of reach out to from one month to the next, put it in your diary to speak to them, I don't know, every week, every two weeks, if you can, because that's making a difference to them, but also to you. You still need that human interaction, if, especially when you're you're stuck inside and not interacting with many people in your day to day. Definitely. I think it just really helps to remind, it's really helped to remind me anyway, that we're not alone in this. Like we are all in this together, um, just at a distance and we can all get through it, but let's utilize the amazing things we have. Like when stuff like this has happened previously, there hasn't been the technology we've got now. Like we have amazing technology that can keep us in touch and can keep us entertained. So let's use that and make the most of it. And I just think getting a different perspective when you talk to someone makes such a difference. Or like when I was doing the house party and thing yesterday with a few different friends, having that game to play, like you're so invested in it because those people are visually like on your screen in front of you, then you're playing it and it's like the best distraction. And suddenly yeah. you're like, okay, there, it kind of reminds you that there is normality and life can carry on and it will be okay. And that has just been the biggest comfort for me. Yeah. And I mean, like, why do you think it feels so good when you see the videos of the Italians singing on their balcony or everyone in Spain who goes out and claps for all of their health workers at 8 p.m. on their balconies every day? Like, it feels good because you're seeing this human interaction, even from a distance. And I think that's the kind of positive that's the kind of positive news that I'm trying to follow at the moment as well. You know, like the happy broadcast or the good news source, or I mean, they should be recommendations, but they're all really nice spaces on Instagram where you can see these positive interactions. And it's just proof that having those interactions with people, even if it's not face to face, is still really important that we have daily. Definitely. And also we're all around a bit more now. So Whereas before, like if I wanted to call like a member of my family, I'd be like, right, okay, I better text them to make sure they're free to call. Whereas now I'm like, well, they're probably not doing anything because I'm not doing anything. So, and it brings some of that spontaneity back. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I think if everyone's busy, scheduling in a call is 100% the best way to do it. But if you're, if you both, obviously it's difficult for you, like with a time difference as well. But like today, for example, I've spoken to people and they've just randomly picked up the phone or I've just randomly picked up the phone because we know we're probably not doing something. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, someone's is thinking of me and it feels really nice. So let's just spread that. Oh God, we just had a power cut. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh God. Oh, hold on, have we? Hold on. Oh no, it's just my Lumi light turns off after an hour of being on. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, maybe that is a sign we need to be wrapping it up, though. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Feel free to leave that in. Oh, anyway, wow. um, do you want to wrap it up? <laughs> I think that's uh, the, the world's way of telling us to wrap it up now. Um, but in all seriousness, we hope that this has been helpful and gives you some idea of the positive things you can do to maintain a bit more of a positive outlook during this time. Um, and we would love to hear the things that you're doing as well. I think now more than ever, it's really important that we share those ideas and resources and anything else that you've been doing or know about so other people can can use them. 
Um, so you can reach out and contact us either by email, which is 20sarhard at gmail.com. Or on Instagram at 20sarhard. Um, and we will speak to you in a couple of weeks time. Please stay safe, stay well. If you are a frontline worker, we are so grateful to you. Um, and please just stay as safe as you can. Everyone else, stay inside. <laughs> stay inside, be safe, and we will all get through this together. And we will speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.